0: Praise the Lord on today, everybody. This is Minister Anthony Bonner of Truth Turned Up Ministries coming to you live on the podcast today with a word entitled, Clark Kent or Superman. You heard me correctly. Clark Kent or Superman. If you grew up in the era in which I did, Superman was a very big deal in the mornings when you were preparing yourself to get ready for elementary school. He came on very, very early in the morning. And it would always be a treat to watch an episode before you prepared yourself to go to school because it allowed you to live in an imaginary place. It allowed you to escape the reality of the world you were living in currently as a youth, but yet imagining yourself as this superhero in the future able to do great, great deeds on behalf of mankind and even be able to uh, perform supernatural feats. But as a believer in Jesus Christ, you understand those dreams, those imaginations have now become a reality because you are in Christ Jesus. You've been clothed with another power. You are a new creature. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We can speak a thing and it shall come to pass. In the book of Ecclesiastes, in the eighth chapter and the fourth verse, it says, uh, where the word of a king is, there is power, and who may say it unto him, what doest thou? You see, but I think that as many believers, many blood-bought Christians, many so-called disciples have not elevated their renewed minds to the level where they can receive the fullness of what the blood of Jesus has afforded us and the command of why the comforter, the Holy Spirit, was sent back to usher us into this place. That his grace was sufficient to not only cover us until we got there and to keep us while we're on the way there, but to actually fully empower us as we're there, there being in Christ Jesus, to do the greater works. In the book of John, in the 14th chapter, in the 12th verse, Jesus clearly says to his people, those that are his disciples, those who have a made up mind to sell out and, and leave it all on the table for him where they're no longer practicing religion, but they're sound in their relationship. And their relationship is not only their business at search, but their relationship is the business of their lives that they are about their father's business as Jesus told Mary and Joseph back in the book of Luke in the second chapter. When they came back and said, why have you done these things to us? And Jesus answered and said, he said, what, wish ye not that I must be about my father's business? Do you not know that I must be about my father's business? This is the charge of the disciple. This is the charge of those who have ascended out of religion. Those who've gone on into a deeper spiritual relationship, knowing that the Bible says that those who worship him, worship him in spirit and truth. And it says of such Jesus seek.'" Jesus is seeking those that will worship him in spirit and in truth. The spirit will allow you to overcome all of the tactics of the enemy. The spirit will equip you to be slow to speak and swift to hear. The spirit will allow you to not allow your emotions to take you to places where you no longer should be because you've been crucified with Christ. That's right. In life, you now live. You live by faith of the son of God. You're no longer in the flesh you understand so the Clark Kent in us must be crucified we're no longer Clark Kent Clark Kent did great deeds he was a newspaper for the Daily Reporter he reported great stories he wore nice suits he was well groomed his glasses were fit for his personality he was a very mild-mannered man he was very sweet to Lois Lane but Clark Kent couldn't get it done in Earth. He was sent here on another mission, but he was only partly performing that mission, being Clark Kent. It was not only true, he realized that he was from another planet, that there was a greater calling over his life, that he had greater power, that with that great power came a greater responsibility to operate in for the benefit of mankind, a mankind that was operating in a lower nature, a sunken nature, a darkened nature. But yet Clark Kent had been illuminated to his purpose in life. Why he had been given this great gift. And he began to operate in that gift. It is the same for you and I who call ourselves disciples of Jesus Christ. Those that are all in, not partially in. He's not part of my life. He is my life. He is all that I need. In him I live, move, and have my being. So the verse in John 14 and 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you personally he's making it personal to you he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my father this is Jesus telling the disciples as he's continuing to prepare them prepare them for his departure soon that he expects something from them That when they shall be clothed with this Holy Ghost, as it talks about in over in the book of Acts in the first chapter and the eighth verse when it says, And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. This power that we've been given is not for us to remain as Clark Kent. It is not for us to just write news stories. It is not for us to just walk through town like all is well as the criminals are on the loose. The criminals being not people, but the principalities and the powers and the rulers of rulers of darkness in, 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 in high places and spiritual wickedness in high places. The rulers of darkness of this world, excuse me, we've been given this power as super beings. We may not be Superman, but we're super beings because we've been clothed with an anointing. We walk in the fullness of the power of Jesus Christ. We're embedded and endowed with the presence of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the Trinity. We are one with them. The works that we do are not only just natural works. We are to uh, know that 2 Corinthians 10 and 4 is ours. That the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. We are to know and be fully persuaded that Jesus said in Matthew 28, 18 to 20, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. That should mean something to you. That should stir you to action. That should stir you to curiosity curiosity that should push you into a deeper desire to get a full understanding of this power that has been given unto you unlike superman he had a weakness it was crypt tonight but the one the blood-bought one the one who's all in with christ the one who's picked up their cross denied themselves, and followed him They understand they have no weaknesses because it's not their body. It's not by their might, not by their power, not by their spirit. It is the spirit of God. It is the wisdom of God that allows them to walk this fight, that allows them to do the works that Jesus Christ did. He says in Mark 16, 16 and 17, this is the resurrected Christ speaking on behalf of his people. He's not going to the cross yet, but he's telling him, and you and I know from reading the book and having him that he was indeed resurrected. He says, and he that believeth uh, is baptized. He that believeth and is baptized, they shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow those or them that believe. In my name, they're going to cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Well, we must ask ourselves, are we operating in our super state, our resurrected state, our anointed state, in our renewed mind? Are we abiding in the light? So that we can have a greater effect on those that are in darkness knowing that we only plant and water that God gives the increase but what are we planting what are we watering are we planting and watering seeds as Clark Kent or are we planting and watering seeds as the super beings that we have been regenerated to do we've been restored we've been reconciled we've been redeemed we've been reconnected but while in this place we should expect the greater works over in the book of Daniel in the 11th chapter and 30 in the 32nd verse, it says, and the people that do know their God shall be strong and do great exploits." That doesn't sound like Clark Kent to me. Why does God people continue to stay on the ground floor when God has invited them to come up to the heavenly heavenlies to take their seat at the right hand of the throne of God? Why are the thrones abandoned by kings? The kings are on earth. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, in the 10th ch- chapter, it says that folly is set in great dignity and the rich sit in a low place. The rich are in a low place. And we're not talking about natural riches or physical riches. We're talking about the spiritual riches that allow me to be clothed with another, that allows me to walk in the steps of another, that allows me to hear the voice of another. Jesus said something so profound in John 10 and 37. He says that if I do not the works of my father, believe me not. He said, but if I don't do the works of my father, he said, believe me not. He said, but if I do, though you believe not me, believe the works that you may know and believe that the father is in me and I in the father. Isn't that profound? He says, if I don't do the works that I tell you I was sent to do, then don't believe me. That's the place we must grow to. That's the place that must push us on to a greater surrender to Jesus Christ. Because except the seed fall in the ground and die, it abides alone. It says in John 12 and 24, people don't want death. People just want to talk about Christ, but they don't want to demonstrate Christ. When the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 4 and 20 that the kingdom of God is not in word but in power. There's an authority that comes along with being a representative and a witness of Jesus Christ. I am a super being in the earth. Yes, I am clothed in flesh, but I am a spirit. I am not a body that has a spirit. I am a spirit that has a body and I have a connection in heavenly places because I'm seated there. So therefore, I can do what it says in Mark 11 and 24 when it says whatsoever things you desire when you pray, he says, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Because I have this renewed, restored mind, I'm not asking God for just natural things to be selfish. I understand that I've been bought with a price. The Bible tells me in Matthew 23 and 11, it says, but he that is greatest amongst you, he shall be your servant. But I'm not only his servant, I've been promoted to a son, and not only a son, I am a friend of God, just like my forefather, the father of faith, Abraham, was, because I'm all in with God. So I expect God to answer all of my prayers, not some of my prayers, because I only ask those things that he put on my heart to ask him for. I allow him to work in the fruits of the spirit, one of those fruits being long-suffering, understanding that I am exactly where I'm supposed to be, going through exactly what I'm supposed to be going through for disappointed time and disappointed season because God is doing something. He only chastened those that he loves and God's chastening is to place a deeper anointing upon me. It's to give me greater power, greater wisdom, greater understanding so I can be of greater use to God to go and fulfill the great commission throughout the entire earth. It looks like Satan is winning because people are not in their position. They want to remain Clark Kent and they only want to talk about being Superman. But you see, when I am a new creature, when I'm a new creation, And I accept the fact that old things have passed away. Now I must walk in a greater way. I must walk in greater power. The call on my life now must be the business of my life. It is not about my political views. It is not about my recreational activities. It is not about my business affairs. It is not about my earthly church. It is not just about my worship or my personal lives. It is about the business of the kingdom of God. When the disciples went away in uh, John chapter four, I believe it is with the woman at the well and uh, they come back and they wanted to know they had brought Jesus something to eat. And Jesus said to them, I have meat to eat that you know not of. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me. You see, that should be our meat now. Our meat is To do the will of the Father who has saved us and he wants to send us, but he will not send us any place if we're not equipped, if we're not focused, if we're not sold out to the things of the kingdom of God, if we're partially trying to take the people partial. Uh, the partial presence of the word of God, then he's not going to send us because the enemy is fully loaded. He's fully equipped. So we need messengers. We need soldiers. We need warriors who are more equipped than the enemy to resist him because the Bible says resist the enemy and he will flee. Just like our spiritual forefathers, we have to have the same kind of commitment, the same kind of faith, the same kind of push, to be pushed on to perfection so that Christ may be formed in us. Hallelujah. Christ formed in you, the Bible says. But the only way Christ is going to be formed in you is when you're in your renewed mind and your flesh has been crucified and you are sure and fully persuaded that you will stand before affliction, that you will stand in the midst of temporary poverty You will stand in the face of temporary suffering, knowing that you must persevere in your faith because all these things are temporary, because God is taking you somewhere. He's doing something in you. He's chosen you to be something more than your peers, than your uh, parents, than anybody in your family or anyone in your current generation, Clark Kent or Superman. Oh, it's a simple word, but it's a powerful word. It is my prayer that a seed has been planted in you to push you on to greater expectations, to higher hopes, that the scales of your eyes may fall, that your heart may be quickened. Hallelujah. That your feet may be bound with the shoes of the gospel of peace, that God may alter your direction and point you in the direction in which people Or in need of something that he desires to do in you, through you, and to you. That you may have the living water. The water that you can give God's people that they will never thirst again. The water that will be in them. A well of water springing up into everlasting life. Hallelujah. Just like the woman at the well took it. And she left her water pail and her bucket and she went into the town to tell the very men who had persecuted her, ridiculed her, backstabbed her about the goodness of the Lord. She became the greatest witness in the region of Samaria. She is forever ingrained in scripture. Her name is written in the book of life because she accepted he that was life. Will that be your choice? Will that be written about you? Will others thank God for your life? Because you were sent unto them and because you made a choice, not an easy choice, but a very difficult choice to lay down your life that you may take it again and represent the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Will you remain Clark Kent or will you pick up your cross, deny yourself and allow the Holy Spirit to take you on a journey that will change you into something even greater than Superman but a super being for the kingdom of God that you may fulfill the task of doing the greater works in Jesus' name, amen.